What's up, everybody? This is Judith Aiko. You're listening to Mad Love. Uh, yeah, yesterday, my mom finally collapsed. I want to say one of my uh, cousins came to visit uh, in from Ecuador. Hey, Brett. And um, after that, I mean, that sealed the deal. My mom collapsed about, I don't know, about 6.30. She finally admitted she was asleep at about 7.30. So, yeah, these days are getting longer. She just cannot sleep. But one good thing, though, is the medicine from the hospital has kept her more pleasant. So what we were experiencing before was not sleeping and being really manicky and nervous and anxious and just completely unable to calm down. She seemed really uh, beside herself which I understand that phrase now. Um, Just you couldn't calm her down. So the medicine keeps her pleasant, but it's like, you know, you still need sleep. So after a while, she got grouchy and was just like, you know, I need to eat all this food. And I'm like, you've been eating. You were up all night eating. It's crazy, y'all. The brain is nothing to play with. Speaking of which, will someone please stop putting a camera and a microphone in front of Kanye West, please? Yes, we've been saying his name wrong. It's, we say Kanye, but it's Kanye. Sort of like I heard people who grew up with O.J. Simpson, we say O.J., they say O.J. It's interesting. So anyway, Kanye, if he was just a janitor and a regular dude, you'd be like, yeah, some, he needs to take his medicine. He needs to be sitting down somewhere, not out here making headlines. Stop talking to him. Listen, I have grown up around a bipolar person, someone who had had very active and at times poorly managed bipolar disorder. It is nothing to joke around with. Smart people can occasionally say, even if they're bipolar, they can occasionally say really uh, deep and not all that off-the-mark stuff. Like, they read the news. It just gets filtered through their manic-depressive brain, and it's scary. And, you know, thank God nobody in my family was famous because this is not what you want to go through in the public eye. It is a lifelong battle. They don't like taking their medication. They can finesse the doctors, you know, They can go in there and make them think they feel great. And I remember there was one uh, episode in more recent history, maybe within the last five years, the doctor had the nerve to decrease the dosage. And I was like, first of all, you know, when someone cycles off their medication for six months and and somehow we get them to go back to you, you're going to decrease the dosage? You know, and it's clearly, you know, they simply don't live with the person they don't understand. Well, he sounded great. He sounded like it. No, that's no, that's not what's happening. So listen, this is a complex, nuanced thing. It should not be playing out on television stations or websites or drink champions. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be anything in the public eye. I, I think, uh, as you age, sometimes your brain is changing and different things can be happening. Uh, it's a chemical imbalance. So who knows what's going on in his brain? And he's rich. 
and famous, and that is a toxic, toxic cocktail. I mean, people shouldn't be messing around with this, and I wish he would get the help that he needs. But why would he do that? He doesn't think he needs help. And on top of that, he's really wealthy. People could tell him anything. But I, I, yeah, drink champs. I've been getting stuff wrong. Like in the in the fight at the Walmart, I said, dude, look like boys to men. It wasn't boys to men. It was boys in the hood. There is a grown man. Watch the video if you can find it. Uh, it's, I, it's all over Twitter. There's a grown man looking like a boys in the hood, like cast member who punches the girl in the face. It's no joke. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Yes, just stop putting the cameras in front of mentally unstable people. At this point, it's almost like, you know, we're exploiting him because we know he's just going to say whatever he wants. Listen, my brother used to have these rants about Ronald Reagan all night, and it was disturbing. I mean, I was young. I was in high school, but I knew that he had read the news, and I knew he kind of knew what he was talking about, but he would just be out there talking to himself all night about Ronald Reagan and the Republicans and... You know, he had been Catholic and he was frustrated with the Catholic Church. I mean, literally all night. This is a very delicate, nuanced situation. If you do not have a bipolar um, friend or family member or something you've seen up close for yourself, you can't possibly understand how complex the situation is. And I guess I'm just, that's my mission in life, I guess is to see all these different things and tell the world about them. Because I'm telling you, you do not want to be, you don't want to be poking the bear of someone that mentally unstable. It is at times it does feel unsafe, but not so much for you, but for that person. You know, I, I think he's a very bright man. He obviously is troubled. He obviously is hurting. And he clearly has mental illness. None of that excuses his behavior. It explains his behavior, but it doesn't excuse it. And someone who loves him needs to step in and assert themselves in his life and help him get the help that he truly needs. Because the last thing he needs is to be having a, a breakdown in public. And it's coming. You, It's coming. If he was just the crazy guy outside of the... Uh, Walgreens you wouldn't put a microphone in front of them it's it's essentially the same thing you know it's very sad he needs a lot of help and I hope someone who really loves him can reach him and pull him out of the spotlight and get him the help that he needs and it's going to be challenging because he's over 18 and he's rich as all get out that does not help. That is the perfect storm for something very public and very tragic. So pray for your boy Kanye. And I pray for whoever it loves him to come and get him. Because he needs to get got and have a talking to. Um, That was something that was on my mind. I'm putting together a group of women that I want to interview because I find... I have found throughout my life, one of the biggest challenges of being a woman has always been the pressure to be pleasing. 
girls and boys are socialized so differently. I don't think it's as different as people think. You know, I know Gen Z is pushing a lot of boundaries, or at least people are telling me they are. Um, But yeah, there are still traditional roles that people have to fill. And it doesn't matter what gender you identify with. Some things are considered masculine. Some things are considered feminine. And one of the traits I think that gets pushed off on girls or even people that are that are expected to go far in the world is to be pleasing, but especially for girls, you know, don't be, don't be somebody who, uh, you know, ruffles feathers or, or hurts people's feelings. You just got to be pleasing. And there's just so much pressure that comes with that. The pressure to be pleasing is, uh, you know, it can be overwhelming. And I think those traits, depending on how you were raised, you carry them into your adulthood and you find yourself trying to make everybody happy all the time, which is a human impossibility. If you want to uh, test that theory, become a Turo host. You can do everything right and people still will not be happy. Look at any uh, customer review site. <laughs> it was an amazing experience, except... So, you know, it's just, it's hard to please some people. And there are triggers for me because I just remember being raised to be pleasing, to be a pleasing personality, to be somebody that, that, you know, entered the room and made things better. You weren't going to get a boyfriend if you weren't pleasing, you know, it's like, come on, this is strange. So I'm going to do a little series on that. I'm going to interview several uh women and see see what the conclusion is so i'm looking forward to doing that i'm trying to put effort and energy into this amazing podcast and i thank you guys for listening we have a surge of listenership one of my friends was like how can we make your podcast more popular well i don't have time to promote it but you guys do if you just like it and share it with someone or subscribe or wherever you listen give it five stars that really helps You know, if you enjoy episodes, forward them to your friends. This is a word of mouth situation. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I've been doing this for I don't know how many years, and I can't believe we have this many listeners. I find myself uh, thinking that, you know, why would anybody just listen to me talk? Um, But a lot of people do. So thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. All my opinions aren't facts. This is my opinion. Just like everybody else, I have thoughts and there are things I just want to share. And I, I, and along the way, I think, you know, there's some nutritional value in there that can help you, you know, and uh, certainly you guys are privy to everything that I'm going through with this dementia. And if that has helped anybody or alarmed anybody or made somebody go check on their parents, I'm happy to do that. This is going to be brutal. It's going to be bad. Winter is coming. Dementia winter is going to be unrelenting and unforgiving. And I'm telling you now, there's nothing, (laughs) there's no cavalry lined up to come. And that doesn't mean uh, that there aren't solutions that can happen. I'm just telling you right now, you know, when you start talking to your loved ones and you start to realize that they're not connecting all the dots, things aren't quite making sense. You know, someone who used to be a neat Nick is not quite as neat anymore. Uh, They can't remember their passwords. They can't uh, do the things they used to do in a very noticeable and dramatic way. I'm just telling you, it's time to start 
your plan. Figure out your process, what you're going to do. Start putting money away. Talk to siblings, whoever wants to contribute to this fund, because um, we're just going to have to fix it ourselves. We're going to have to save ourselves. Doctors don't have answers, you know. Right now, hospitals are designed to fix whatever is broken on you right now. Your heart, your brain, a bone, they they can handle that. But walk in most hospitals with a dementia patient, and a lot of them will look at you like, well, good luck. (laughs) We have no idea what to do with them either because this is just what happens. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than this is just what happens. It's not an answer, and it's infuriating. So anyway, I'm off on that tangent. But the way to make this podcast grow is to share it, to like it, to forward it, um, to talk about it, you know. And uh, I appreciate it because I wouldn't have imagined we have had this many listeners in this many countries, you know, all over the world. I'm not sure we're a global sensation, but, you know, my opinion is is making its way to the into the world, and I appreciate you guys for making that happen. Um, like I said, it's just my opinion. It's just my thoughts. And uh, people, uh, some people like that, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if we can grow it, then we can turn this into something bigger. You know, I definitely, I still want to do the Joe Rogan for Women podcast. I think uh, that is a great idea because um, I like Joe Rogan. But he's he's no different than me. We're just having conversations, you know. I'm having a conversation mostly just with you guys. But, you know, if, if this were bigger and I can make this uh, one of my full-time jobs, yeah, I definitely would uh, put more production value into it. Um, but, yeah, you know, if you want to see the podcast grow, you guys can help me do that by just spreading the word, continuing to listen, and share it, you know. Five-star reviews are always great as well. Um, So, yeah, you can repost to your Twitter. You can repost to uh, Facebook. You know, you can just share it. So, yeah, that was, uh, that's my main thing. Kanye is a troubled man, and we need to just stop watching this uh, tragic circus that he's in because uh, that's all that's going to happen. Eventually, he's going to crash, and it's going to be spectacular, Uh, something to see. And I don't want that for him, and I don't want that for people who love him. I don't know who he listens to. I'm sure his mom had him in check for years because he respected her and he loved her. And I'm sure he did all the things he was supposed to do uh, under her tutelage. But she's not here, and someone needs to step up. And for a while, it seemed like Kim was doing that for him. And I believe she probably was. I'm telling you, these people with bipolar disorder, I mean, it is something to see. And it's scary. It's like terrifying in a lot of ways because you're having a conversation with someone who is completely on a whole nother wavelength. I'm not prepared to say their wavelength is better or worse than ours. It's just completely different. They are on another planet, really. And I I spent years uh, dealing with my brother who's bipolar. And then I'm talking to my mom with this dementia. And I'm like, boy, this seems very similar. Very similar. So there's a lot out here to unpack. Um, mental 
mental stuff. It's it's like your brain is like the ocean. It is basically undiscovered. They don't know. I'm telling you, you'll you'll see if you have to deal with this, you'll see you're going to walk into doctors offices and be like, "Y'all don't know shit." Thanks. <laughs> if it's for dementia, there are great doctors out there, and I'm sure they're great dementia doctors. I just haven't had one yet. My mom's old doctor who left his practice, he was trying really hard and he was a good guy. But these, this new doctor, I don't like at all. Personality and charm free. So mm, that's another podcast. All right, everybody, please be safe. Please have a great and amazing day. And uh, if you're in St. Louis like me, bundle up. It's cold, baby. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.